Here we go. You are listening to Rumination Thursday Law and Gospel. I'm Tom Baker, and with me is Pastor Wes Reimnitz. And we're taking a look at a very interesting advertisement that Hobby Lobby put out in various newspapers entitled One Nation Under God. Now, what has that got to do with law and gospel? Well, what it has to do, it talks about a number of presidents, founding fathers, Supreme Court justices, Congress, Supreme Court rulings, and other areas that talk about the importance of the Christian faith in the United States of America. In fact, I'm just going to read one, and then we're going to talk to Wes Rhymness about it. This is from Joseph Storr, who was U.S. Supreme Court Justice. One of the beautiful boasts of our municipal jurisprudence is that Christianity is a part of the common law. There serves, has been, never has there been a period in which the common law and Christianity ever been at odds. I will believe Christianity necessary to the support of civil society. Now that's a quote from a Supreme Court justice. But does everybody like what Hobby Lobby has put in newspapers around the country for this July 4th week? Yeah, there was a, quite a backlash of uh, articles written out there. They're summed up by uh, a writer by the name of Michael Brown, who's a professor at New York University, who, who was showing how they were uh, backlashing. For instance, one, one tweet said, Hobby Lobby faces backlash for 4th of July, claiming only Christians belong in America. And or Hobby Lobby owners should look at the Supreme U.S. Constitution. There's no litmus test for religion, the whole public office. They, they uh, divert off of the found, founding principles and look at uh, only uh, false principles of, of their own. Yes. One of the items you sent me was a copy of the Bill of Rights, and I want to read Article 3. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. I really love that because we in Christianity have freedom of speech to speak out against immorality. And if we do it on the basis of the Christian faith, that is not a problem, according to this article. 
Right. And, of course, uh, the Bill of Rights was that, that you read from was the one that was passed in 1789. Today, under the U.S. Constitution, we call it the First Amendment, and it reads exactly the same way. Yes. And yet, boy, when we look around the world, like in Canada, a pastor put up a sign and on the sign were Bible verses opposing homosexuality. And he was fined by the Canadian government for hate speech. So, so much for the freedom of press in Canada. Yeah, that's Canada, but uh, we see it in Africa. We see it uh, in Middle East countries. We see it going on in, in China where they, they are bridging the uh, freedom of speech. And, and for that matter, that, that there shouldn't be allowed Christians at all. Yes, you've got a situation even in the United States where a bakery was asked to make a cake for a homosexual wedding. And of course they declined because that is contrary to the word of God and they were fined a lot of money, and they're still in court over this somewhat. And in fact, I believe the issues, etc., that is having that conference in Chicago will have present, according to their notes, that individual who was sued. So it's kind of a good idea if you can get up to Chicago uh, during that time and attend the issues, etc., uh, that you could hear from him personally. Yeah, I, I heard issues to a um, interview of him, and it was quite interesting. He didn't object to baking the cake. It's what they wanted to put on there, the message that they they wanted to put on the cake that he, he could not, uh, that he objected to and, and said was well, not a Christian message. Yes, I don't understand why someone in that state doesn't go to a Muslim bakery and say, you know, our church is having a little convocation that Allah is an idol and we would like 10 cakes and I want you to write on it, Allah is an idol. Well, there's no way that Muslim bakery is going to do that. And they have the right not to do that because they have the exercise of the freedom of speech, and therefore you cannot prohibit that free exercise. You can't force someone who doesn't believe what you believe to therefore take action uh, against what they believe. And therefore, that's also true of Christianity, and yet we're hearing a lot against the Christian faith. Right. And back to this this nation under one nation under God ad that they put out. Right. They they weren't projecting themselves as uh saying Christian Christianity is the only religion and only Christian leaders should be in there. What they were showing is the foundational principles of of our country are Christian in origin. Yes, it's a huge difference. We don't insist that every officer of the United States be Christian. 
But if there's an officer of the United States, for example, who is pro-abortion, that's the murder of children in the womb, then we ought to speak out uh, against that individual and try and see him not getting reelected because that's just like what Nazi Germany did. They had a Hitler who just didn't mind at all killing Jewish babies and even Jewish adults. And the church at that time didn't do much against him. There's some great stories uh, and experiences that people had. And it appears that the church, to a great degree, is silent. For example, in continuing to commune officers in the nation who believe in the murder of children in the womb, which yeah. is really a terrible thing on the part of the church, because as 1 Corinthians 11 says, if you take the Lord's Supper with a bad intention or unrepentance, then it is not to your help. It's to your a real damnation. problem. Yeah. Well, not damnation, just judgment. Uh, they get sick and they die. The King James, you're mm -hmm. right, has the word damnation. But um, I have stopped communing individuals in the church because of an unrepentant attitude. But I'm not going to say that until the excommunication takes place, that those people are damned. All right. And another part of the Bible I think uh, is worth mentioning is First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles. And in there you hear the history of Israel and Judah and their kings. Some followed the triune God. Some followed, did not decide to follow and the problems that they had as a result thereof. And I look at this ad, and I, this ad is always is coming out and saying, in fact, they quote uh, Psalms 33, Bless is the nation whose God is the Lord. That there's a difference between following God and not following him, and we can see that in, in the history of, of uh, Israel. Now, the other article you were talking about does have some real negativity uh, against Hobby Lobby for reasons that are really ridiculous. But there also were some letters in there th that were very happy with what Hobby Lobby said. Can you share any of that? Well, so uh, it features a full-page ad flag, for instance, that says One Nation Under God. And they say, so far, so good. That's We're still saying in our pleasure of allegiance that there's a certainty that the hope of tens of millions of Americans today still say we are a nation under God. And, of course, a quotation with Psalm 33, they cite that. And uh, they share the generations of predominantly Christian professing America, we believe to be true. We are not seeking to enforce that. You know, I mean, obviously, it, it's come to mean other things. You know, at the time of the the founding of the Constitution of the United States, the Bill of Rights and things like that, the number one uh, religion 
in America were was actually Lutherans. Did you know that? No. Lutherans were more than Roman Catholics? Well, Roman Catholics, yeah, there were a lot of Roman Catholics, but uh, Roman Catholics, the Anglican Church was another. But uh, at the time of the 1770s, you had a lot more Lutherans than not. And you believe that that is part of the reason why many of the laws made by the Congress are, are based on biblical views. Well, it's not just only the Lutherans, but because uh, most of them were German-speaking, that's why we <laughs> often say they, they didn't come up with a, a national language, because most of it was German-speaking if it was German Lutherans that were there. But uh, uh, the laws themselves, as, as Christians, it was a predominantly Christian society. A lot of them were leaving Europe at that time in the 1700s and 1600s to get away from religious persecution and have that freedom of religion to to uh, worship as, as such. And as you know, that happened to, to the Missouri Synod in the 1800s. Now, in this one nation under God, were there any quotes that really impressed you from either Supreme Court justices, founding fathers, etc.? Oh, uh, the one by Benjamin Franklin, because he, he was somewhat of a, a, a deist, uh, not, not a Christian, but he said, I know the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see this truth that God governs the affairs of men. If a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without its notice, it is probable that an empire can rise without his aid. So he's assured that that uh, uh, God is in control, and, I, and Benjamin Franklin is considered one of the fathers, founding fathers of our nation. Uh, yes. Uh, the one that impressed me was also another who questioned some parts of the Bible, and that was Thomas Jefferson. He wrote, And can the liberties of a nation be thought secure when we have removed their only firm basis, a conviction in the minds of the people that their liberties are of the gift of God, that they are not to be violated, but with his wrath. Indeed, tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just, that his justice is cannot sleep forever. Yeah, they, That's really good. There was also one of the founding fathers, a guy by the name of Jezediah Morris. His was interesting. To kindly influence Christianity, we owe the degree of civil freedom and political and social happiness, which mankind now enjoys. Whenever the pillars of Christianity shall be overthrown, our present Republican forms of government and all the blessings which flow from them must fall with them. So he, he said it in a different way, but the pillars of Christianity is what he believed as well as Jefferson. And the pillars are falling, 
with not only abortion, but gay marriage, which is utterly ridiculous, uh, leading to all kinds of problems in families, etc. In, in fact, if you take a look at the history of the world, I can't think of one nation who fell apart that was Christian. Can right. you? Well, yeah. And no, I agree with what you're, what you're saying, but I, I believe companies like Hobby Lobby coming forward and putting out an ad uh, expressing the Christian faith, I think it helps matters. The, there's uh, another company called Shields that is family owned. And, and, and uh, as far as I know, it's the Valley Christian. And they had a half page ad in the 4th of July newspapers here. So, you know, there, there are others out there. There, there are others pro- proclaiming and they're in our Congress and, we need to be praying for them, too, that God continues to lift up our leaders to do the right thing. Yes, uh, each week we try and say something about that the civil leaders will have a proper understanding of God's will. See, we don't expect civil leaders to proclaim the gospel as part of their office. They're part of the law. And remember, there's three uses that God makes of the law. And their use is called the first use. Can you explain that? Well, first use is is like a curve. It combats the the evil, the wrongs that are are going going on. Uh, In particular, we uh, we, uh, use Romans 13 for God's servant. Or he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, you should be afraid, for he does not bear the sword uh, to be afraid. So, you know, there the, the government is used to to stop wrongs that, that uh, go on. So we Christians don't expect all officers of the nation to proclaim that Jesus Christ is the way of salvation. We're really talking about law. Here's a distinction between law and gospel. And the law is the will of God, as found very clearly in the Ten Commandments and throughout Scripture. A lot of people say, well, Jesus never was against homosexuality. Well, that's forgetting that Jesus is the author of the Bible. And so Mm -hmm. through the Holy Spirit, he moved prophets and apostles to speak out against that kind of living because of the danger it has for the soul of a human being. And uh, a book that I would, Old Testament book I would point to would be Daniel. You know, you had Daniel, uh, the three men in the fiery furnace, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who stood up for their religious rights and freedoms and were thrown in the fiery furnace, and God uh, saved them with with an angel among them that appeared. And their Nebuchadnezzar, for a time at least, seemed to indicate, grant them that they, their God was the God that uh, would save. And also uh, Cyrus later on, when the 70-year... Uh, Babylonian captivity was up. 
I think was another instance of it. So there there are instances in the in the scriptures where the rulers did God's bidding. Yes. And they did God's bidding in the area of what we call the law in, in order to keep peace, etc. But anytime a country went away from that. Now I, I think part of the problem with um even a lot of Christians is they have trouble speaking out against the behavior of those who are immoral because they've got mm. this idea that every person is made in the image of God. And is that correct or not? Well, we're made in the image of God, but is it not an image that's been corrupted through sin entering into the world? Yeah, I would go so far to say we're not made in the image of God. No okay. human being that's born is in the image of God. They're in the image of Satan. And they have to be brought into the image of God through faith in Jesus Christ. And so this idea that we need to respect individuals who are immoral is just wrong. For example, if uh, one of my if my daughter was attacked by a, a terrible person, am I going to say, well, I need to respect him? No way. You don't respect the activities. You still can show love to that person. And basically, by not trying to get even with them, but letting God take care of it through the office of government, which is plainly the office of keeping the law uh, according yeah. to God's will. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying, but uh, they often quote that passage from Genesis, uh, let us create him in our image. And they're, they're saying we're already in the image of God. And well, you're saying that, go ahead. Who's like Adam and Eve today in the Garden of Eden? They weren't sinners. That's the point, and I, I, I think it's a point well taken, is, is we were holy and blameless in God's sight be, uh, at the time of creation and fell into sin as a result thereof. And the work of God, and it's God's work alone, is to recreate us to be holy in his image. And that's why we receive the righteousness of Christ through faith not on the basis of our works, but on the basis of our trust in the gospel promises. No other religion even comes near this. And we're not telling the government that they need to start preaching the gospel. What we want them to do is to continue to speak the law as found in God's word, because yeah, yeah. that's the basis of a right living society. Right. We got our grand boys with us this this uh, week, Elijah and Wesley, and we've been discussing and talking about that, about baptism, how God created new faith in us through the water and the word, and how important it is because you, you talk about that, that creation, God recreates faith in us. And I think that's so important that we pass that on to to our next generation and get out there and witness. That's the freedom of religion that we have. 
Now, Pastor Wesley Reimnitz, you're telling me that one of the grandchild children were called Wesley? Yep, yep, we eat Wesley. What is wrong with your daughter? He <laughs> was my daughter-in-law. Okay, what's wrong with your son? <laughs> He's Peter August, and his first son was Elijah August. August is after one of one of the grand great grandfathers who was a pastor in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Center. We're we're just full of Senate uh, uh, people that we uh, actually not just Senate people, but followers of Christ and uh, believers in who Christ is and what He's done for us. Well, I shouldn't really say that because our first grandson. His second name was named after me. Ah, so there you go. I'm in the same category, but I wonder if they often regret it because they really don't want him to be like me. <laughs> they want him to be a nice guy. Uh, you're, you're nice. Uh, Louise keeps you sweet. Who? Oh, oh yes. Your yes. wife. You're absolutely correct in that. In fact, as does your wife, right? Right, yep, Gretchen. We're very fortunate to have the wives we have. So, that nation under God, how can people find that? Uh, I think there was an ad right at the bottom. It's kind of blurry on my page. That... uh, what source uh, should they go to? Was it on the computer? HobbyLobby.com Ministry Projects. Oh, excellent. Yeah, excellent. All righty. It's a long oh, ad, yeah. a big ad, and it's in more than one newspaper. Yep. All right. Thank Please. you so very much for being with us today, Wes. Tomorrow, although we call it Open Mic Friday... It's really where I will respond to emails you send to me at lawandgospel at lawandgospel101.com. I'm Tom Baker, Wes Reimnitz. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.